Hey guys, this is our second podcast to Dream on Burning, through the second out of three sections of the book. Um, and here we'll be talking about what we have read so far. Uh, I'm here with Selena and our anonymous group member. Okay, so from what we have read. Do you guys have anything that you really want to bring up before we get into any questions? Um, yeah, actually, um, like, uh, not, not relating to what we've read, but, um, when I was reading it, I noticed, like, how they incorporated different, like, fonts, like, if it's in a news article, it's a different font or something like that. Yeah. Like, how it makes it pop out. Yeah, me too. It really provides, like, just structure to the entire thing, you know? Yeah. And overall, like like we talked about in the previous podcast, um, the whole structure of, like, the book is really interesting, you know? Because, like, it's, like, in different point of views by, like, three different people. Um, our anonymous user said, yeah, that um, they found that interesting, too. Um, yeah. So. Um, where would you say the story took a twist in this book. I don't know the exact spot, but I, you, you like, when I was reading, I'm like, okay, you can, I, I can see the buildup happening when I was reading it. Yeah. Um, there was like, yeah, for sure. You know, like, Oh, right here, our anonymous uh, group member said, I think that the story took a twist when William met Ruby. Yeah, I agree. Um, when William met Ruby, it just kind of, like, really got super interesting. And here, our anonymous user says, William finally understands that racism is wrong, but it takes him being racist to a little girl for him to understand this. After Ruby nearly gets run over by a van, he says, you don't belong in this part of town. Ruby, good hope. Go on back to Little Africa where you belong. Which, that, that really shocked me too when I read that. I was like, wow, that's extreme. <laughs> that's, that's, a little, that's a little harsh. And then here it says, um, William feels bad after he says this and finally sees Ruby as a little girl, not a black girl or a white girl, just a little girl. And suddenly it wasn't a colored girl I saw before me, but a girl, plain and simple. She was so small and sad and scared that my anger drained out of me. William finally understands that being racist is wrong to anybody. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And it's just like, that's basically what the whole story is like surrounded on, you know, racism and just like how like blinded people can be, you know, because we were, we just grew up kind of seeing color and like seeing, you know, um, black or white or, um, <laughs> you know, like different ethnic backgrounds. So I really agree with that. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. With the whole like racism and how people see others and how they treat them because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in this because um and I feel like we can really relate to it to, like today, you know. How like you know, there's like that whole thing going on with Black Lives Matter and just like people see people of color like as a threat or something when really it should not be like that. And there's a lot of racial prejudice 
um, especially here in this country, and really everywhere, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Like you, like anywhere you go, you can see it everywhere. But I think where we're at is definitely worse than other yeah. parts. Anonymous group member has added on that in the text it says, Black men and women are dying today for the same reasons they did in 1921. And they have to call this out, Rowan, every single time. This relates to our current lives in a very big way since Black Lives Matter is a movement that has been relevant lately. People are dying just because they are Black and and just because they are who they are. And it's happening now, as it did in a hit 21. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, they're like, it's sad because it's something that they really have no control or choice. Like, it's literally their skin color. They get discriminated for their skin color. And, like, that's really what's brought up a lot in this um, novel. Um, just overall, like, discrimination against skin. And, like, people finally realize like, that. Finally realizing, like, how wrong that is. But then, like, still seeing other people um, in, like, William's perspective and, like, everyone's perspective. Just, like, how wrong it really is, you know? Yeah. So, um, moving on, was there anything that you guys saw that really, like, was, like, wow, or anything? Um, I feel like a part, not really wow, but a part that really stood out was when, when, you remember when they went to the shop, and, um, like, a young black delivery boy named Joseph Goodhope, he tells William that he wants to, like, purchase a model 110 the troll or something like that i pulled it up right here in the book and um basically takes him back to the shop and everything and they like make a deal for joseph to buy a model 14 but william's father like tells joseph he won't deliver the machine until it's paid in full and like i just feel like he wouldn't have done that against another person you know yeah like i, I think William would have let him like take it and come back and pay for it later, mm-hmm. unlike his dad would have. Yeah, and then especially when um, there's like that whole thing where the like KKK was brought up in the book, and I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, when I when I first saw it, I was like, whoa, okay, then. Yeah, like uh, Vernon, I think his name was right. Uh, he, like, I believe so. Yeah, he shows, like, his Ku Klux Klan robes and, like, his gun, you know? And it's just, like, oh, my gosh, they're really part of this. So, that like, that kind of shocked me. But I was kind of expecting it because, you know, that was, like, a really big thing, especially, like, in the early 1900s. Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. And, um. Looking, looking through the book again, mm-hmm. it mentions a lot of a lot of guns before it even mentioned the whole KKK thing. Yeah, like you can that that really just sets the tone for like the the time period this was set in and how yeah. everyone acted at during that time. Yeah, because everyone kind of had like their own defense, especially at the time, and like guns were like a really big thing, even though they weren't like that powerful as they are now, but they were like a really like just self defense type of thing, you know. It was, like, the go-to weapon of choice. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So. (laughs) 
here our anonymous group members added yeah i thought that 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 whole part when he brought out the kkk robe was really unsettling yeah i agree with that And I just like reading through the book. I also realized that it splits itself into two parts. Like there's a divider right in the middle of the part that we were reading. Because yeah. I think, think that that the no, it's the book that it's um split in like two parts, basically. So, yeah. Like we're reading it in three sections for like the sake of the podcast, but it's like the book itself is separated into two parts. And like that divider between the two parts mm-hmm. really kind of like it's like okay we're it's like a whole switch now we're we're on to something yeah, different. yeah the beginning was really just like you know like introducing like the characters and everything just like the setting and like really getting into like the tone and like bringing up everything and getting into like the peak of everything and then once it got to the second Woo! once it got to the second portion it really it really just like took a whole nother level you know yeah, definitely. It's like heavier and and you know darker in tone than the first section. Yeah, and it gets like more serious. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. So, speaking of being heavier clarence is dead now i think we should talk a little bit about that yeah um at, like when they learned of clarence, clarence's death um like you could tell that william felt a lot of remorse and like felt like you know like really heavy yeah definitely took a heavy hit on him yeah and like especially since like clarence was like the son of like the dobbs maid it was like a really big thing um and, like, this is, I think that this is, like, really where, like, William accepts responsibility for, like, stirring up trouble, you know? And, like, you know, like, making things a little, like, hectic. Yeah. And I think Clarence's death yeah. adds more to the whole, like, racism thing, yeah. seeing that he was a uh, black male. Yeah, not just that, but, like, it also adds on to knowing that, um, you know, just, like, that he was like someone's son, you know? So it really just adds on to like William's perspective where he started seeing like a person and not like color or like skin color. He saw a person for who they were, like that's someone's son, like that's someone's brother, just kind of like like these people are people. They're not, you know, they're they're not just like they're not completely different from what we yeah, are. Yeah, they're people. They're normal human beings. Like they have family all of that and then like they when people treat them around like objects or like something bad it's literally sad and our anonymous group member has added and we also learned that Addie and Clarence were close which really made him feel even worse for what he did that night since that was supposed to be their last night that they could be together since Addie is a white girl and Clarence was a black man and their parents didn't approve yeah time <laughs> that whole like you know like biracial friendship and stuff like that was just like a really big deal or like not seen too often you know like, yeah knowing... and like if it was yeah oh. add on go continue oh, oh no you can go 
um and just like see i was just gonna say like just like see that like portrayed here is like really beautiful because like you just kind of see like how many people are just don't see color you know especially since they were like young you just kind of see like they really don't see color and like you know yeah i agree that that was along the lines of what i was gonna say i was gonna mm-hmm. say that like you don't see it that often and when you do it's really rare and it's yeah. and it's like it's it's really nice to see that you know yeah. not everyone during that time period was you know treating everyone differently for skin tone or something mm-hmm. and especially at the time like you know um just overall what's it called um you just kind of see that, like, some people obviously didn't have the same views and, like, opinions that, like, people usually did at the time, especially when it comes to racism and discrimination. Um, but, like, there were people that didn't think that way, but, like, still had to hide it, which I find, like, really sad, you know? Because they didn't want to, like, be, like, you know, turned on, like, t- turned against, you know? You know? Mm-hmm. And our anonymous group member has added, I agree, and especially since it was in 1921, which was an especially racist period of time. So it was a big deal that they were friends and didn't care about their skin color. Yeah. Um, so have you, have you guys noticed, like, Rowan's growth, especially um, just, like, from what we have read so far? I've kind of noticed it a little bit. Like, it's it, he's starting to uh, grow up a little more in the way he acts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's, like, starting to, like, tie up kind of, like, loose ends, you know, to, like, Ruby and Joseph. Mm-hmm. And, like, all the connections, like, made in the past. And um, I think that, like, Rowan working at the clinic really made her realize, like... Even though, like, some things have improved at the time, you know, like, especially now since the present day that this is set in, um, Rowan just realized that even though we have come a long way, the prejudice and, like, discrimi- like discrimination in some things and, like, racism is still a really big thing currently going on. And it's especially relevant right now because this book was written in 2015, I believe, or, like, it's set in 2015. And even now in 2020, like five years later, it's still very relevant. Yeah. Yeah. And also... Yeah, I corrected myself. Um, Rowan, I said her. And also, like, to add with the, the events happening in the book, it really shows, like, not, not just him, but, like, like, everyone, like, all the characters in the book are starting to develop more as the book goes on yeah and they're learning more about history you know and like it's not like you know like type of history that you learn like in history class or something like that you know because we all know like slavery and that whole thing and it's really important but then things that are like more closer to home and especially like in your town that happened like you know in history is something really important to like see and like talk about which is really having them realize new things you know yeah like this book doesn't like you know, history talks about the general subjects during this time, but this book focuses in on one thing and kind of describes it in more detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, um, here James tells Rowan, and I think it's like something kind of important to bring up 
that the crime's diff- different, but the problem's the same. It's about power and prejudice and shit rooted so deep that people don't see it anymore. You know we're six times as likely to go to jail as white people, right? And, yeah, that's really just, like, a really important topic, you know? They're just seen as, like, especially something that our president has brought up. He called them, I think, savage and, like, criminals recently. And it's just a way that, like, people, like, especially, like, law enforcement and just people in, like, the system in general see them as, which is so wrong. And this, this, like, um, story just, I feel like, really, like, talks about that. And right here, I don't know, this group member is added, and what about when Rowan gets hit by a car? What happens in her mind as she sees Arvin die? How is she impacted by it? What do you think about this, Selena? Well... I mean, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of hard to put into words, I guess, how she feels about it. Yeah. Um. And right here, um. So, yeah, Rowan did get in, involved in a car accident that results in like Jerry Randall, a white man, like accosting her and then pushing her friend Arvin Brightwater into traffic, resulting in his death. Um, Randall used a racial slur. Why? Be- Randall used a racial slur before pushing Arvin and Rowan, um, and realized that Arvin had been white, and he likely would not have been assaulted and died. Um, Rowan and then Rowan decided like she needs to like really just act on it. You know, she decides to really like make a difference. I feel like that's really what like happened. Um. She just really felt like she had to make a difference in it and really, like, stand down because it's just not right. Like, if it was, they were a different skin color, it wouldn't have been treated the same, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what, like, I was thinking. I'm like, how am I going to phrase this? <laughs> yeah, but she's just, like, overall just trying to, like, um, make a difference now. You know, she doesn't want things to keep going the same way that they have been for so long, you know? She just wants to, like really just change something that has been going on literally for like over 400 years yeah and you can definitely see yeah. that in the way she acts and the fact that like there's been little improvement since the 1920s and this was set in like current day present day you know um in the 2000s so the fact that it hasn't really changed that much i feel like it really like just got eye-opening to her and she realized that she really does have to, like, testify and, like, make a difference and just part in this. An anonymous group member agrees with us both. So, um, what do you guys think about, like, overall this book? Like, just to wrap things up, um, do you think that, like this book dream on burning uh brings to life the terror of like the worst race riot in american history i think this book really does show like what it was like then and how it really affected people and yeah. everything around that yeah and, and it 
does it in a nice way that like because like I know like some people don't like reading, but it does it in a nice way that it's engaging, and it like really sucks you into the story. Yeah. Um. I don't know if it was added. I think that this is very eye-opening book to how racism affects everyone and how it changed um, and what it has become. Yeah, I feel like it's just, it really just is an eye-opener, to be honest. Just not only, like, about the past, but, like, how it's still relevant today. And just, like, even though it's changed somewhat, it's still very much alive and still very much relevant. And I feel like because... um rowan took action i feel like it can actually like inspire like other people especially now to like really take action and like what's happening especially with like the new deaths and have you heard like of the lynchings that have been happening recently i don't think i've heard of the most recent events but i do agree with you both that it is eye-opening and that it can really start encouraging people to you know step out and say something like hey we uh we shouldn't be doing this yeah especially us that actually like um have somewhat of privilege you know i mean we could really like defend them in that sense okay um so that concludes our podcast for now unless our anonymous group member has anything to add we covered it all okay yeah so thank you for listening and we'll be back to read the third portion of our podcast and overview and talk about the ending of the book thank you for listening bye